Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah! It's time to wake up. <laughs> it's five. We're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Come on! Oh, yeah. It's the pregame show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm your host for this special hour from 5 to 6 a.m., Joe Spadoni. And we got a lot to get into. We got Warriors. We got Steve Kerr talking with Draymond. We got NFL head coaching rankings. We've got J.J. Redick says, (laughs) the West? Yeah, the Nuggets are good in the West for the foreseeable future. We got KG and Paul Pierce talking smack on the finals. We got a lot to get into. We got an hour to do it. So 888-957-9570. You all know that. And if you don't, now you do. That's the number. Get involved. I love it. Listen, from 5 to 6 a.m., you can call, you can text. Chances are, barring expletives, I'm going to read it. Whether it's nice or not, hey, I'll take the heat. I take the hate. Motivates me. I love it. 888-957-9570. Or, if that's not your bag, and like, yo, I'm busy, I can't be on my phone, well, if you're on your computer, on your monitor, Twitch and YouTube. Search 95.7 The Game in either of those. Like, subscribe. We are up. We are streaming. Good morning to all of you on Twitch, on YouTube. And also, there's a third option. Download that odyssey app favorite 95 7 the game and take us where you need to go if you're just getting off work getting ready for work getting ready to go on a vacation it's that time people try to say it's the dog days here it's not quite the dog days of sports we still got stanley cup finals not going to talk about that a bunch although vegas up 2-0 on the florida panthers that series now shifting back to florida But dominant, dominant win yesterday for Vegas. They look primed to win their first ever Stanley Cup. And I know there's a lot of Sharks fans that probably listen to this show. We know we don't talk about them much. That's got to hurt. You see a new franchise, relatively new franchise, in the Las Vegas Golden Knights potentially winning a Stanley Cup trophy over a team like the Sharks, who've been around for, man, better part of 30 years now, right? Ah, It's got to sting. 888-957-9570. Good morning. On the YouTube chat to Stunner, EJ, Herbal Heels. Oh, we got a ghost emoji. Shout out. El Guero. El Guero. Good morning. Like those old DGK shirts. I love my haters. Yeah, what is that? The Dirty Ghetto Kids. Wasn't super into the DGK, although I was a skater boy. Shout out Avril Lavigne. I used to skate, yeah, prior to high school, big into the skating scene. Wasn't very good. I rode Mongo for those uh, in the know. What is that? Uh, pushing Goofy but riding regular? One of, where I switched that? Whatever. Skating lingo. But yeah, big into the Zoo York, Zoomies fashion. Oh yeah. I was all about it. 
Had the long hair, had everything. Now the long hair. I took that for granted. It's fading. The hairline's fading. Shout out uh, Michael Crabtree in the Super Bowl to 49ers. 888-957-9570. As I digress here, I wanted to open up this show today with the Draymond Green podcast, the latest episode. And the Draymond Green show, listen, during the season, I think it's great. It's fascinating, I think, to get a player's perspective at Draymond Green's level, a future Hall of Famer, on one of the most fascinating teams in the league. It's interesting. Getting his perspective, getting the perspective on the team. And listen, I get it. A lot of it's through his lenses. We're going to hear stuff that we don't normally hear, but also some stuff that's fluffed up. So I was listening to the Steve Kerr interview yesterday. The pod dropped yesterday, and it's Steve Kerr, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, reacting with Draymond Green about Game 2 of the NBA Finals. And it was very interesting. A lot of comparisons with the Warriors, a lot of comparisons with the Heat, the Nuggets, all that sort of stuff. But a certain clip caught my eye. I'm going to play that one first, and we're going to get a lot into that sound. And I want you to weigh in on it at 888-957-9570. But I'm going to start with this cut here from Steve Kerr and Draymond Green. It's Kerr talking about the Miami Heat buying into team basketball. Take a listen. None of those guys on Miami are, are are sitting there saying, well, I didn't play, or man, they put in so-and-so. Like, they're just all about winning. And and you know this from from our our groups that we've had when when you when you have that championship mentality, every guy's bought in. Every guy's just trying to win. Nobody nobody cares about any of that stuff. You don't go into the locker room, you know, saying, "Well, I should have played more." You just you just want to win, and that's the beauty of finding that magic when you have a championship team. Is that everybody's bought in, and it makes the decisions for the coach. Um, really simple. You just go with go with your gut and go with whoever's playing well. So you could take that a lot of different ways, right? On first hearing that, I was like, oh, well, he's talking about buying into the team. Well, maybe he's taking some shots at his young players that didn't buy into the team this year. Well, here's more from Steve Kerr talking about we didn't deserve to be in the NBA Finals. Uh, on the one hand, I, it's it's burning me up. On the other hand, I just sort of you know count my blessings. Like I think you know I've been coaching the team nine years. We missed the playoffs twice. Six of the seven years we made the finals. So this is the first year, like you said, first year we haven't made the finals. But who gets to say that? I mean, that's just there. There's so much uh, good fortune. We've had such an incredible group. So this year was uh, we came up short. It's no fun watching the finals, but at the same time, we don't deserve to be there. You know, we weren't good enough. So, um, you know, I can can live with that. We got to get better. They got to get better. And a major theme, I think, from this episode of the Draymond Green Show uh, via the Volume Network, I believe, it was buying in, right? You see these teams in the NBA Finals. You see the Nuggets. You see the Miami Heat, they're bought in to their respective cultures. Listen, the Miami Heat culture, it's kind of a meme now at this point, but it's a real thing. Listen, Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, they've established a culture there. And their culture is, we're going to go up and down the roster and everyone better be ready. Caleb Martin, be ready. Gabe Vincent, be ready. Kyle Lowry, be ready. Duncan Robinson, hell, potentially Tyler Hero in Game 3 or Game 4. Maybe he comes back in this series after breaking his wrist. So everyone better be ready. That's culture. And that's having every single one of those players bought in this season. Now, juxtapose that with the Warriors this past year. Was everyone bought in? No. And whose fault was that? Well, I was listening to Willard and Dibs yesterday. Mark Willard had an interesting take. And I don't make it a point on my show generally to pick and choose spots and cuts from certain hosts and build my show off of that. Some hosts like to do that. I like to set the tone because I'm the first show of the day. So I don't have the luxury of listening to three shows prior to me and picking apart their arguments and then formulating my opinions of them. So I don't do that. I just go with what I wanted to talk about that day. And I generally don't make a point 
to pick and choose off different shows. Now, there's some times where a host says something that's interesting, and I clip it, I cut it, I react to it. That's fine. So Mark yesterday, and I just saw this floating on my Twitter. It was just a quote. And it was Mark Willard reacting to what Steve Curry just said in those two clips. Quote, here's what Mark had to say. There's no doubt in my mind what Steve's saying right here. He's saying that Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga were being babies all year long. Okay. I guess you can say that. The young guys that weren't quote-unquote buying in to what the veterans have already established there. I think it's an easy thing to say. It's an easy thing to criticize the young players when the veterans didn't show up in the Western Conference semifinals. Say what you will about the young guys. Listen, Jonathan Kaminga, he's a year-two player. If you were trying to get that guy to be a major, major part of this playoff run, you would have given him some minutes against Sacramento. You wouldn't have just brought in Andrew Wiggins right away and then just say, you know what, Jonathan, now that Wiggins is back and now we got Gary Payton, we don't need you. No, you would have given him some actual crucial minutes instead of giving him two or three here and there, he makes a mistake and then you pull him. What we've seen throughout these playoffs is coaches willing to let their relatively young guys with playoff experience, young in that sense, make mistakes. You saw it with the Heat. They were up 3-0 against the Boston Celtics. And you know what got them there? Max Struess. Duncan Robinson. Caleb Martin. Gabe Vincent. Now, I'm not saying they're the same exact players as Jonathan Kaminga or Jordan Poole. They're older guys. They've been around longer. They were undrafted guys. They've had to do a lot more to get to this stage. Not saying that Jonathan Kaminga and Jordan Poole have not also worked as hard. They have. They're also given more athletic talent than those guys. Let's just say that. Played at bigger school, what have you. All that sort of stuff. The physical intangibles were there. But, when I hear that quote from Willard, and one more time, if you're just missing it, reacting to Steve Kerr's comments on the Draymond Green podcast, there's no doubt in my mind what Steve's saying right here, he's saying that Jordan and Jonathan were being babies all year long. Let's get into that. Babies. How were they being babies? Because from the Jordan pool that I saw this past year, he was giving a damn near impossible hand. And it didn't even start during the season. What happened before the season started? He got punched in the face by a, a supposed leader of the franchise in Draymond Green. Now, I've never personally been punched that hard in the face. And I've also never had that broadcasted to the entire world and being dissected and discussed about and memed and made fun of. That's never happened to me. But I could imagine it's pretty freaking psychologically damaging. That can mess with a young kid's psyche. You know what also can mess with a young kid's psyche? It's having your star point guard hurt a lot, and being thrust in and out of the starting lineup, getting your role changed every other game it felt like, and not getting a clear direction from the coaching staff. That's what would make me a quote-unquote baby. And for Jonathan Kaminga, a guy who was balling, a guy who was finally carving out a role for this team when Wiggins was out for two months, and we get it. I'm not here to bash Wiggins or anything. He was out for a legitimate reason. But the fact remains, he was out. It threw a monkey wrench into the season. The punch threw a monkey wrench into the season. And we're all just going to sit here and be like, oh, well, these guys are back. Let's thrust them right back in. They're back. Oh, it's not going to change anything. We're the Warriors. Oh, everyone's back. Oh, no auto porter, but hey, we got Gary Payton. Hey, we got Jordan Poole. We got Steph. We got Dre. We got Clay. We got Steve. Like our chances. That's not how it works. You have to build up these young guys throughout the whole entire season for them to buy in. And I think that was a Steve Kerr failure this year for him not being able to get these guys to buy in. And that starts with the punch. The punch that Draymond and Steve Kerr themselves, after the season ended, blamed in large part for them not advancing in the finals or to the finals. But that's on Steve Kerr. 
and Bob Myers. You didn't punish Draymond when he had the chance. And how is Jordan Poole supposed to feel about that? He gets cold-cocked by a teammate in practice, and he's the one to be made that looked like the bad guy. He's the one that's the villain. It's just, whenever I hear this blaming of the young guys, where's the coaching accountability on that? Oh, Steve Kerr. I mean, that guy's won eight, nine freaking titles. He he knows what he's doing. These guys, these young guys need to follow suit. No! It's a load of crap. 888-957-9570. Want to get your thoughts on this. Reacting to Steve Kerr's comments uh, with Draymond Green on the Draymond Green Show. Draymond Green Podcast on the Volume Network. Good morning to all of you on the YouTube chat. Nicole, good morning. Don, Jamar, good morning. Pool needs to go? Well, I don't think him and Draymond at this point can coexist. So we shall see what happens in this offseason. Again, waiting to see what happens with the president of basketball operations position, general manager position, what have you. Is it going to be Mike Dunleavy Jr. to take that job? Our own Matt Steinmetz was reporting last Friday that they're just trying to agree on some finances and that Dunleavy will be that dude. So if it is Dunleavy, it's a very, very tricky situation he is trying to get in. And I don't wish that job on anyone. I'll just say that. A lot of egos, a lot of emotions, not only from the players, but the fans' perspectives as well. It's very, very interesting. Nicole Diaz on the chat. Their attitudes are very different to JK and JP, though, Joe. Are you saying Steve Kerr's attitudes, the veterans' attitudes? Who are you talking about there, Nicole? Or are we talking about Jonathan Kaminga's and JP's attitudes themselves? Because I just laid out why those guys, I think, deserve to have a little bit of an attitude. Not exonerating them fully, because Jonathan Kaminga going to CJ Holmes of the San Francisco Chronicle during the playoffs... That wasn't the best look. Not when you're trying to get playing time. Not when you're complaining. It sounds like you're complaining. It sounds like you're a petulant child. I get all that. Wasn't the best look. But what I'm saying is that's a failure of coaching and a failure of leadership by a lot of those veterans. Not getting those guys in line. And what I see from Jimmy Buckets, what I see from Bam Adebayo, what I see from those guys and Eric Spolster and Pat Riley, the Miami Heat, I see accountability and I see leadership. I didn't see that from the Golden State Warriors this year. A team coming off a finals run that no one saw coming. Hell, maybe Stephen A. Smith was the only guy when he joined Steiny and Guru last year. I didn't see it coming. And listen, it's not like it was the craziest thing ever. They got a future Hall of Famer, three of them, and Steph, Clay, and Dre. Top 10 player and hell, maybe a top 5 player of all time in Stephen Curry. wasn't the craziest thing, but I didn't see it coming. So for them to win that title and everything looking so bright in the future, for it to unravel the way it did this past year, culminating in a loss to your hated, hated, maybe it is a rival now, Los Angeles Lakers down in Los Angeles, it was easy to blame the young guys for a lot of fans. And I just think that's just total, total BS. There's a pie chart of culpability. That's one of Shasky's favorite words. Joe Shasky is going to join me for the cross over here in about 30 minutes and I'll pick his brain on this. But it's the veterans too. And I don't think we can just let them skate by after the performances they gave in the Western Conference semis. How could you? Draymond didn't show up. Wow, maybe one game in game two. He was dapping up LeBron after the game. Or besties. Big smile on his face after getting whooped by Austin Reeves and Lonnie Walker. Clay Thompson, it's out of the worst finals uh, Western Conference semis performances I've ever seen. That was supposed to be Clay's coming out party, Los Angeles. He was circling this one for years since he's been in the league. This was a dream of his, and it turned into a nightmare. Stephen Curry can't shoot at Crypto.com against the Lakers. He can't shoot there for whatever it is. I don't know why. Didn't shoot well. So yeah, we can sit here and blame Jordan Poole all we want and Jonathan Kaminga for quote-unquote not buying in. But I'm blaming the veterans and I'm blaming Steve Kerr for that. 
as much as we're blaming Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga for not taking accountability. Here's more of Steve Kerr on the Draymond Green podcast talking about, you know, the nuances of riding the hot-handed role players in a given series. I think you have to establish that all season long, like with with your team. The the message has to be whoever has it going is going to play. And the guys have to be connected enough to not only understand that, but to embrace it. You know, Caleb Martin was the star of the Boston series. You know, he's hardly been a factor in this series offensively. Uh, Didn't play much. But he hit a huge three in the, you know, in the fourth quarter tonight. And it's like none of those guys on Miami are, are, are sitting there saying, well, I didn't play or man, they put in so and so like they're just all about winning. And, and you know, this from, from our, our groups that we've had when, when you, when you have that championship mentality, every guy's bought in, every guy's just trying to win. Nobody, nobody cares about any of that stuff. You don't go into the locker room, you know, saying, well, I should have played more. You just, you just want to win. And that's the beauty of finding that magic when you have a championship team is that everybody's bought in and it makes the decisions for the coach really simple. You just go with, go with your gut and go with whoever's playing well. See this on the Comcast Business Text Line. Again, if you want to call or text 888-957-9570. I really appreciate all you guys chiming in on this conversation. I just think it's an interesting convo. What we're reacting to is Steve Kerr's comments with Draymond Green on Draymond Green Podcast. We had Mark Willard of Willard and Dibs yesterday saying, quote, there's no doubt in my mind what Steve's saying right here regarding some of these clips, regarding not buying in as a team like the Miami Heat. What Steve's saying here is that Jordan and Jonathan were being babies all year long. I disagree. There were times when, sure, immaturity showed up with Jonathan Kaminga. But the guy earned some playing time. And to get that playing time snatched from him, it's very difficult. He's a young player. I would expect that. And it felt like someone didn't pull him to the side and tell him, Hey, listen, man. Wiggins is back. Gary Payton is back. Your role might be reduced, but you know what? You are a huge part of getting us here, and we may call on you again. The problem is, his number was rarely called, and if it was, they gave him two minutes and they pulled him out if he made a mistake. And I'm seeing a lot of people here, whether it's the YouTube chat or the Comcast Business text line mentioning Moses Moody. Moses Moody did not have a role on this season, all year long, basically, up until the playoffs. He was a G League player. We thought this guy might have been done. Talking about mental damage. We're talking about ego damage. Jordan Poole, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah, Moses Moody may have the biggest gripe. And you know what? Credit to him for having the wherewithal, having the mental fortitude to put that aside, to compartmentalize it. A lot of syllables there. But to put that aside... And show out in the playoffs. It was impressive. But every player is different. What Jordan Poole went through this season was different than what Moses Moody went through. What Moses Moody went through this season was different than what Jonathan Kaminga went through this season. Jordan Poole, coming back from last season to this season, was a made guy getting that contract. He was going to be a sixth man type guy for this team. And at times, he was a starter when Steph was out. Moses Moody was a G-leaker for a good part of this season. He looked like his role was done. And we go back to the two timelines thing, where they're trying to develop these guys, as well as keep this championship window open, talk about a failure, and again, goes back to the leadership. As much as we want to put on these young guys for their poor attitudes, you got to blame the vets as well. It's not like a lot of their attitudes were the best either. At times, we had veterans punching younger players in the face. We had a lot of crying early on in the season about shot selection, about certain players. <coughs> Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry had to put the team on his back a lot. He was the one true leader of this team. And listen, he called him out. What was that? Heading into game seven, we all saw that. He had a big speech, not a big speech, rah rah guy. 
But he's basically like, hey, if you get on this bus, you better be bought in. I respected that type of leadership. And I expect that from Stephen Curry. But I also expect it from Clay Thompson and from Draymond Green. And for that reason, it was very disappointing the way they bowed out and the reason they are allowed to skate by. I just think we're going to do a lot of blame game here on 95.7 The Game on the pregame show with Joe Spadone. If we're going to do the blame game, let's pass it all around. All right? That's what it's all about. You do the hokey pokey, you turn yourself around, and that's what it's all about. 888-957-9570. One more real quick before we hit the break of Steve Kerr. And it was a really great podcast. I urge you all to listen to the whole thing if you haven't. Draymond Green Show, the Volume Network. is very, very fascinating. Here's more on Kerr talking about the adjustments in the game flow of a series. I think it just depends on how you feel as a coach, as a staff, about the flow of the game. You know, and I I think Miami left that first game not feeling great. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. About the way things went. And they said, all right, we got to make our adjustments now. We're not going to wait till game three. I, I think, you know, our, our series against the Lakers, by the end, Schroeder was just going to be on Steph no matter when Steph was on the floor. So I think they, they started him game six. Mm-hmm. Whenever Steph came out, Schroeder came out. Whenever Steph went back in, Schroeder went back in. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a, um, that's a pretty common theme in, in these playoff series. If there's one guy that you know you have to slow down, you just put your best defender on him and you just mirror the, the matchup. I, I think, I think Miami did that in the second half. Um, I don't think they did that in the first half, did they? Uh, when nope. Murray got going a little bit, Butler was not on the floor, right? He wasn't on the floor. Yeah. And that's when they made that run. Yeah. So I think that was the adjustment they made in the second half. As soon as, uh, as soon as Murray went to the bench, Jimmy went to the bench. As soon as he came back to the scorer's table, uh, Jimmy went right back to Steve Kerr there talking about the in-game flow of a series, when to, you know, guard the best person on the opposing team, when to take it off, all that sort of stuff. The little nuance is very, very fascinating, and the comparisons between this Miami Heat team, this Denver Nuggets team, with the Golden State Warriors is very, very fascinating. We're going to take a quick break, come on back, react to more from what Steve Kerr had to say to Draymond Green, what Draymond Green had to say to Steve Kerr about all of the his dealings with the team and Bob Myers and Steve Kerr dealing with that for years now. J.J. Redick had some interesting thoughts about the future of the Western Conference. And hell, it may be the Denver's to dominate, but we shall see that series is tied 1-1 heading back to Miami. 888-957-9570 is the number, as well as Twitch and YouTube. We are up and streaming there. Hit us up on there. This is the pregame show, Joe Spadoni. Come on back. 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game.
pregame show, Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Been reacting to Steve Kerr's comments with Draymond Green on the Graymon, uh, Draymond Green show, that is, on the Volume Network. Very fascinating look at the Warriors' season, comparing it to some of these teams in the NBA Finals, and ultimately why the Warriors didn't make it. And listen, it was a buying-in, if you will. Something that the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat have both done to their respective programs. They've bought in. The young guys have bought in. Now, we can juxtapose that with what went down with Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody this year. And a lot of you have fair points on the YouTube and Twitch chats and on the Comcast Business Text Line at 888-957-9570. Be sure to download that Odyssey app as well. Favorite 95.7 The Game. Like, subscribe for all your Golden State Warriors coverage. San Francisco 49ers coverage. San Francisco Giants coverage. All of that. We'll get into a little bit of the uh, 49ers. Maybe a little next segment with uh, Joe Shasky, who joins me for the cross over as he does each and every Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m. So we'll discuss that and talk shop with the great butcher boy himself, Joseph Philip Shasky. Is it the third or something like that? But as I digress here, and good morning, Marky Mark Failer, my guy. Let's go. Pride of Santa Clara, out of way of Las Palmas, Palma Chieftains. Let's go. Appreciate you uh, stopping by, Marky Mark, for my uh, 30th birthday this past weekend. I think you came up right when young Benjamin threw up all over me. So thank you for uh, hanging out while I uh, went home, took the kid home, changed, did all that, cleaned up. Poor guy. I still feel so. I think I teased it all yesterday and didn't end up paying off the tease until the morning roast about what went down in my 30th on Saturday. By the way, shout out uh, Two Pitchers Brewery in Oakland. Great place to go if you're going to have a good time. Want a little private party, private area. Really fun place. Highly recommend it. They have an awesome setup. Got a bunch of board games and stuff. You're into that. Very, very cool. They got a side patio, food. Very, very fun place. And also, shout out Young Benjamin. Feeling a lot better. He's going to be back at school today. You know who's not feeling better, though, as I transition back to sports? The Golden State Warriors team chemistry. And it feels like we're at a crossroads when it comes to Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. And what's going to go down there? And that's going to be up for Mike Dunleavy Jr. or whoever is going to take that general manager position. It's going to be fascinating if they do indeed run it back next year because there's going to be have to be some hard truths and hard truth conversations. Shout out Stannis Baratheon. There's going to be some hard truths when it comes to Draymond Green and Jordan Poole and veterans and young guys. Everyone buying in. And that's why the loss of Bob Myers is going to be so difficult to overcome, I feel like, because he was the glue. And as much as we think of coaches for other teams being the glue, whether it's a Phil Jackson, a Greg Popovich, an Eric Spolstra, it really was Bob Myers when it comes to the egos of this team was the guy to keep everyone in check. It wasn't Steve Kerr. It was Bob Myers. And listen, that's not a shot at Steve. Just because most coaches are the guys that end all and be all when it comes to player relationships and player empowerment and all that sort of stuff, it is the head coach. But for this specific situation and for this specific run it's been bob myers and to lose that guy i don't know how they're going to navigate all these relationships and these inner workings on this team it's going to be very very interesting to see how this offseason shakes out so mike dunley jr good luck buddy good luck and here's steve kerr and draymond green is draymond actually addressing steve kerr in this clip here's draymond you know talking about how much Bob Myers and Steve Kerr have meant to him in regards to dealing with his crap, quote-unquote. Here's Draymond talking about it. I start talking about some of the things that I've gone through like as a player, like, and not some of the things that I've gone through. You know all the that I've caused myself. It's not that like I've gone through something that somebody else caused. It's self-inflicted wounds that I've had over the course of your tenure here, us, you know, us being together. And we were speaking about it. And he was like, man, I forgot all of that. Shit. You've done a lot of shit. I, I trust me. I not for one second do I go home and not think 
these guys have had my back. Like you, Bob, through things that I've gone through. I mean, the, the camera caught you one time, like, I'm sick of Draymond. And, and, and I was like, that sucks. I can't believe he said that. And I had to take a step back. Like I'd be sick of Draymond too. So like, but I understand, you know, what you've done for me. I understand, you know, what Bob's done for me and what you guys have meant to me in my life and my career. Ah, I, they're a little too happy chopping it up there. And I get it. They're boys. They're always going to be boys, but really no accountability this, this past season. When both Steve and Draymond said the punch kind of had a dark cloud hanging over it the entire year. Really? Are we just going to poo-poo that entire thing and just laugh it off? <laughs> well, you know, I punched my demon in the face. That's just old Draymond, though. You know? Come on. Really? I just, I don't know. Kind of rubbed me the wrong way when I first heard that yesterday. And just zero accountability again. Draymond. Like, he'll he'll come out and say, I was probably like, oh, I was wrong, you know? And me punching Jordan like, that was a dark light. I own that. Okay. Steve Kerr, own it too then. And Bob Myers, own it too. You have the chance to set the tone the start of the year. Suspend him for ring night. Suspend him for a game or two. Act like you have Jordan Poole's back. They didn't. They could have. They didn't. In hindsight, it's always 2020. But it was the wrong move then. I think a lot of people thought that. And it was the wrong move now. And it's just very unfortunate how the season played out for Jordan Poole. And I don't see him being on this team at the start of next season. We shall see. But man, laughing like that? I don't know. I don't know. Finally, here's Steve Kerr talking about Bob Myers and uh, him moving on as president of basketball operations for the Golden State Warriors. You know, I mentioned early in the podcast the fact that it's a collaboration and Bob is a huge part of the collaboration. And he and I have been partners in this thing for nine years. You know, he hired me. He was here before I was. I don't know uh, what it's going to be like without him. There's already like uh, a really hollow feeling just knowing he's not going to be in the building every day. There's an incredible friendship there incredible uh, sense of gratitude uh, that I have to, for Bob for um, everything that we've shared and, and uh, been through together. And I'm just, I'm going to miss him and, and we're going to miss him. I mean, he's, a, he's just a huge part of, of everything. There, there's so much more that goes into being a general manager than um, just, you know, making draft picks and signing free agents. It's um, you're literally managing everybody in the organization from day to day and Bob's the master. He is, uh, he has an incredible way of making people feel good about themselves and yet making people feel accountable at the same time and wanting people, you know, making people want to do their best, not for him, but for the group and for yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. he's constantly challenging all of us to, uh, to be our best, but without sort of putting pressure on it, on us, if that makes sense, you know, he's got an amazing way about him. Steve Kerr talking about Bob Myers and listen, I was saying it earlier, this franchise is going to desperately miss this guy. He was the glue when it came to player personnel, player relationships, all that. Steve, Steve Kerr's great. He's the head coach, but Bob to me was the guy that really was the maestro with work and all the egos surrounding this team. With him gone, we'll see what happens. We're going to take one more break. Come on back. The crossover is next. I'll pick Joe Shasky's brain when it comes to Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, the vet, Steve Kerr's thoughts, all of that coming up next right here on the pregame show with Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. A little role model from Eminem. It's a fitting song for this show. Pre-game show, Joe Spadoni right here on 95.7 The Game. And there is no better role model than Stephen Curry. Hell, I have his children's book about 
having superpowers, having my heart is my superpower. I read it to Benny almost every night. He loves it. The kids love Steph. And you know what? He's a great role model. I love that. It's like, Benny, you know what? I'll allow it. You're a Laker fan, but you want to be a Steph fan too? I'll allow it. Because he's a great guy. And he is a great leader. He leads by example. He's not very vocal. At times he is. But where's the other leadership coming from this team? And that's just the word I keep coming back to. Leadership. Accountability. And that's what I see with the Miami Heat. And that's the main difference to me. Jimmy Butler leads by example, but he's also vocal. He gets on his guys. It's infectious. And you hear all the reports. It's not just during games. It's during practice. He keeps his guys on edge every freaking day. Who's doing that with the Golden State Warriors? Who's keeping these young guys, quote-unquote, in check? Is it just on the young guys? See, it can't be one, it can't be, uh, one thing. It can't just be one thing. Has to be a team effort. As Joe Shasky joins me now for the cross, Jover. And Joe, that's just been my overarching theme. We're talking about these Steve Kerr comments you have with Draymond Green and people are reading between the lines, you know, oh, comparing this Warriors team with the Heat and, you know, the Heat, they bought in. It, it, Joe, Joe can, I, can I stop you? Yeah. Hey, and sure. I don't mean to stop you, but no, I, sure. I have to. I, just out of curiosity, I, did Mark Willard watch the World Series this year? I think so. Hmm. Was there a rookie playing shortstop? For the Houston Astros, I who believe won so. ALCS. Yeah, oh. I, I believe so. Did they lose Carlos Correa in free agency? They did. Was that a win now team? It was. Wow. Wait a minute. So there's a team in sports that won the championship who started a young player up the middle. Wow. There you go. Oh my God. That's the first time that's ever happened. Wait, wait, wait. Did Ronnie Lott exist? He did. Did did he get drafted I think he in still 1981? Does exist. Yes. Did him and three other rookies start in the secondary? Huh? Why do people think that young players can't help you in sports? It is the weirdest thing. Did, did Bryant Young not become rookie of the year the year the Niners won the Super Bowl? He did. Well, I, I'm exhausted by the amount of morons who think... That coaching is just winning games. Yes, that is the ultimate element. Coaching is maximizing the entire roster, yes. no matter who is on it. Coaching is getting the best out of every single person, top to bottom. Coaching is being able to communicate with everyone on the team. And sometimes guys aren't going to like you, whether they're your stars or your rookies or all the guys in between. Well, and that's the thing. Steve Kerr talking about... I'm sorry, about, I'm triggered. No, no. Well, I was too. That's why I've been talking about it, because I'm sick and tired of the young guys of this team getting blamed for everything. 100%. There's a, like the, the, the term you have to use, a pie chart of culpability. It's, it's everyone. It, it's everyone. It's the veterans. It's Steve Kerr. It's Bob Myers. It started with the punch. Not suspending Draymond Green when you had the chance. That set the tone for the entire season. That tells me the veterans do get a pass. You know what? These young guys, they don't. And you know what? That's fine if you want to do that. But the veterans have to play well. And ultimately, did they play well, Joe, in that no, Lakers Steph series? Steph wasn't good enough. Steph wasn't good enough. Draymond wasn't, wasn't good, good enough. enough. Clay Thompson, damn sure well, wasn't good here's enough. here's the funny part. Kaminga and Jordan Poole aren't the only guys who pouted this year. No. Clay pouted. Yes. Michael Green pouted. Everyone pouted. And that's what I'm saying. And like, so this whole, like, those are the guys are the reasons that we didn't win. If that's what we're going to do all offseason... Wake me up come up to October and just let me know who's on the team. It was just... It, it really, I mean, accept the blame or move on. It really, like, one or the other. It triggered me because here's, here's Steve Kerr talking about, you know, our team ultimately... It was it was reading between the Could lines you here, if you will. Can you imagine in 1981, what is Bill Walsh doing? Oh, yeah. What is, what is he... This is a win-now team. Totally. And he's going to play a bunch of rookies in the secondary? Oh, are you kidding? Well... Bill Walsh, he's literally said we have a quarterback controversy. How do you think that no, would play let, today? <laughs> you know, you want to say, hey, Joe, they had never won anything. All right, let's flash forward to 1988 when he made a zillion trades in the 87 draft and, and moved heaven and earth to get all these youngster players. And then you get Charles Haley. You get Raffman. You get Guy McIntyre. You get all of the, excuse me, not Guy McIntyre, but uh, uh, Steve Wallace, Harris Barton. You get all of these guys who are key contributors in their second year on a Super Bowl run. Yeah, but you know what? They played those guys. They, they coached them. those guys up. Yep, and the veterans on the team accepted those guys. Yes, because they saw the bigger picture. I, I, I don't think this Warriors team this totally. year saw the bigger picture. At least I know Steph did. 
I don't know if anyone else did. You know did. why? There was agendas. There was individual uh, agendas on each and every one of these guys. And listen, I'm not saying the young players are without some blame. Oh, Absolutely. No. They didn't play good enough either. They didn't play good enough and either. And their demeanor wasn't great. But to put it all on them, I just think is a total scapegoat. 100%. And it's just totally whack for a 100%. team that just won a championship. 100%. A team that's won four of them. They should know better. And you know what? The fact of the matter is, the Golden State Warriors, more than any one other team, they have a guy, and Bob Myers well, had a guy, that was so good at player personnel. He was the maestro. He was the fire extinguisher. He knew player relationships. This guy was an agent. He got it. Steve Kerr, God bless him, I don't know if that's his strong suit. I just, I don't know. I, don't I know. see him chopping it up with Draymond Green. I see that. And them poo-pooing and laughing like, hey, you know, Steve, you know, you and Bob, you've dealt with a lot of my ass. You know, <laughs> you know. But them, after, after just talking about how a punch from you, Draymond, lingered over the team the entire year, I don't know. It just felt a little Joey, dis- it felt disingenuous to me when I was listening back. Uh, no, I, I, I hear you. I'm exhausted with the critiquing yes. of the young players. Because you know what it does? It takes away the bigger picture issues for the Warriors. Because I think it, there's it issues. It slides gal- them under the rug. Absolutely. There's issues galore. There's just issues galore. So I, the way I'm looking at this, and Joe, I, I'm exhausted by blaming Jordan Poole. I'm exhausted of blaming Jonathan Kaminga. Were, the, were their attitudes great throughout the year? Probably not. Should they have been more like Moses Moody? Sure. But Moses Moody wasn't getting the opportunities that these guys were. Let's be honest. No like, Moses, like Moses Moody, like well, I, I hate different temperaments. They're different, different temperaments, different programs they came into. They're different people. Yeah. So I'm not going to begrudge Poole and Kaminga just because they had a guy in Moses Moody who maybe be a little bit more you mature. But everyone talks about Moses that he's an old soul and he acts like a 40 year old guy anyway. So it's different. Well, you know what the difference and everyone's trying to like everyone's using Spolstra as the gold standard and and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like right now he is the hot cup of tea, yes. right? And then I get that. Um, he has strengths and weaknesses, too. I think he's extremely rigid, right? Really rigid. Yeah. And he will put guys in the doghouse, too. So let's oh. not let's not pretend Clap like... back at Ramona Shelburne in the media, too. I love Eric Spolstra. But he's not without flaws. Like, Belichick has flaws. All the greats. Bill Walsh has flaws. But the one thing, if you want to talk about one characteristic that I appreciate about Eric Spolstra that I think Steve Kerr, it frustrates me at times... Eric Spolstra will chew out Jimmy Butler in yes. front of the entire team. And Jimmy Butler allows it to happen yeah. because he knows that if he's not coachable, then the rest of the team can't be critiqued that way. And if there's one minor criticism I have, it's that it does feel like some veterans, Steph included at times, Clay, Draymond, they get a pass in front of the team. And I do think, look... They deserve the longer leash. They deserve different criticisms. But to allow them to never be aired out publicly and to never be aired out in front of the team, that's tough, I think, sometimes. I think that's really tough because you also have to remember, guy 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, they're looking at that. Yes, and and you mentioned a guy like Jimmy Butler. I know he's going to hold his guys accountable. I know that. The guy for the Golden State Warriors in the past – I was holding these guys accountable. It was Draymond Green. But you know what? After he punched Jordan Poole, that all went out the window. Right? Like, you heard it. You heard it from Kavan. You heard it from the trust factor. Like, he needs to earn our trust punch, back. bro. The punch. We're going to be talking about the punch for 20 years. It's just such a massive thing. Like, whenever, no, the, do- whenever the, 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 the dock for this comes out, the last dance, if you will, the last dance kind of dock for the Golden State Warriors, just from their start to the finish, that's going to be a major, ma- that's going to be a whole episode. Like, it's just, it lingered to the point where we're not even talking about Jordan Poole and Draymond on the same team next year. How could they come back? How If you heard Jordan Poole's comments after the season, it's just business, bro. Like, he doesn't F with him, and why should he? They can't. Like, that's why I don't, it all comes back to Jordan Poole, too. And that's why I, I, this guy was a dealt a losing hand at the start of this year. And you can say all you want, oh, he's making $100 million. Oh, this, so, so. Guy got punched in the face, got leaked on the internet got turned into a meme, got thrust in the starting lineup, yes. thrust back, thrust back in. He was dealt a losing hand all year long. But he's the guy we want to blame? But Spadoni, Please. he wasn't as bad as people no. were making him out to be. His numbers were great when he was starting, yeah, I, when I, he I, felt like the team had his back, exactly. not when he made a mistake and was unsure of himself. What's my role? Do you want me to be a facilitator? Do you want me to score? Mm. What do you want me to do? And you know what? That goes back to leadership. He didn't have a clear understanding because leadership wasn't telling him what to do. You know, 
this is a great text from Phil, uh, and I really appreciate it, Phil from the 510. Only the young guys are expected to be team players, quote-unquote. If the big three were team players, they would be okay with incorporating the young players in the long run because it would be beneficial to the team. But this is where, you know, when guys want to get paid, when guys want to get extensions, that that philosophy is counter to being a team player. I think if guys were locked up to longer deals, they'd be more apt to accepting a variance in their role. You know, it's it's just really interesting. We have so much loyalty in sports. I don't know where I lie on loyalty. Like, I'll, I'll raise my hand. Be, Joe, I, I'll, I'll be the first sit man. Let me, let me raise my hand. I am guilty. I wanted to keep Madison Bumgarner. Okay? A couple years later... I was way wrong. Madison Bumgarner doesn't work hard. Madison Bumgarner was a declining asset. I mean, he's depreciating. He wasn't even an asset at that point. Uh, Madison Bumgarner is out of baseball. No one wants him. You know the main reason why? Because he can't work with other people. Well, that's a big element. Yeah. But, like, I feel a loyalty to a guy that I believe to be a legend. I mean, yes. this is a guy, 20 years old, pitched one of the biggest games in Giants history. This is a guy, uh, two years later, helped anchor a, a, a rotation to win a World Series. He has three World Series. And then in 2014, put together whatever you want to say of Game 6 clay, which is legendary. I mean, what Madison Bumgarner did. Oh, it was all-time. One of the greatest, if not the greatest, Game 7 performance in the history of sports. Right? So I understand. I'm looking at Clay and Draymond and Steph. And I'm like, I feel a loyalty to those guys. But at the same time... Does any Giants fan feel bad that he's not on the team right now? 888-957-9570. And you know what? I'm going to leave us with this because it's a little light. I'm it's sorry. Got, I didn't mean to no, go in that direction. No, well, I just find it's, it interesting. It's very interesting. Because I would have been one of the people saying, he needs to be a lifer. And, and you know what? I was wrong. And you know what? Bonte Hill, Joe Shasky, will discuss that next. I want to leave with this. JMC, JMC underscore 1982. <laughs> He does a little back and forth. Shasky, quote, Hey, Joe, you wearing the Adidas jumpsuit this morning? Spadoni, nah. I'm going with the button-up shirt. Okay, I will too. I, have, I, have I love couple, that. Thank I have a couple you, of uh, professional Zooms this afternoon. So, uh. Yes, me, Joe, uh, Shasky and I actually do. We, uh, yeah, cro- The crossover is not just uh, on air. We, t- we talk to each other all the time about our fits. Uh, that's Joe Shasky. He's joining uh, Bontail next for the Morning Roast right here on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.